This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is iFanboy Pick of the Week, number 762, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you who are wearing their masks and washing their hands and being good folk still after all of this time. Welcome back.
welcome to iFanboy Pick of the Week. This is episode 762 in our 16th year. 16th year of doing this show. Like, if somebody stopped you on the street and said, how long have podcasts been around? Would you say about 16 years? That's about right. Yeah, but I'd be If like, you had a baby the year we did this show, they'd be driving now. Yeah, well... That's a fun game we can start playing. Well, I play that with uh, former writer uh, Jimsky all the time, <laughs> where I remember very clearly talking about the fact that he'd had a baby on our show, and now that, that child is no longer a baby in any well, sense of the word. Well, not on the show. That would have been awesome if it had happened no, on the oh, show. Oh, right, right, yeah. There's a, there's a comma issue going on there. I'm Josh Flanagan. <laughs> I'm here with Conor Kilpatrick. Uh, that hey! Was, that was... Hey. That was that was what we like to refer to in the business as pre-show benter. <laughs> we are iFanboy. We know business. We know uh, showbiz terms like pre-show banter. We know business. <laughs> I know one thing that Connor and I don't know is business. <laughs> we'd, we'd be much more successful otherwise. I'm good Every at week, business. We, we read our stack of comics. You got to move units. That's what I know. <laughs> we read our stack of comics. Textiles. One, textiles. One of us picks the one they liked best. We call that the pick of the week. Uh, we talk about the book. We talk about other books. Uh, we will have a patron pick. That is the thing that happens. Uh, we answer listener mail if we have time. And uh, as you can see, it's already fun for us. <laughs> there will be spoilers about the books that we have read. So if you haven't, that's your problem. Connor, you had the pick. The first pick. Of this new decade, is this a new yeah. decade? What was uh, the decade yeah. last year? There's always the there's, I mean, Chicken there's egg. a technical answer, and then there's a, the, the the proper answer. And I think this is, I mean, for me, when the number changes, it's a new decade. But whatever, I don't really care. Right, because ten seems like the end, not the beginning. Yeah. Right. Um. So you know, we just had a couple of weeks off, as we always do in the holidays, and it's it's great because. I, I, we don't like to complain about this. It's a lot of fun, but it can be a little bit of a grind. So it's good to take a couple of weeks off. Um, it, I, for me, I don't know about you, Josh. It recharges the batteries. I get excited about reading comics again, which I'm always excited about. But you know, you know what I'm saying. Like you, you know, you get to get some time off, and you get you get excited about doing the show again. About I talking to you about like com- not having to edit or think about editing a, a podcast program. Right. I mean, what I'm saying is. You know, we get a couple weeks off to to get real excited about coming back, and um, comics did not hold up their end of the bargain. <laughs> <laughs> I just can I just say, you know, as a guy who hasn't been on the show in a little while, and you maybe you, you might think you'd be a little rusty. That was a beautiful. That was a beautiful piece of work you just did. It, it you know, I, I I moved during the break, which we you know he means he moved house. Right, so it doesn't mean that normally he's entirely stationary. Yeah, I just sit very, very still like a sniper. Um, so normally during the break, I, I'll I'll keep up book reading. I'll you know I'll read a little bit here and there. I won't read them all in one go like I do for the show, but I'll read them throughout the week. I still have like forty or fifty books I need to read. Wow! Because I just didn't I didn't have time. I was busy moving. So I was. This was the first week where I really sort of read books and. No, there was a couple of enjoyable things, but for the most part, I was like, you know what? <laughs> it would have been nice to come back to a week that was just awesome. And I had a hard time picking as opposed to having a hard time picking for the opposite reason. But I ended up picking Injustice, Year Zero, Number 14, Roll Your Eyes. Story by Tom Taylor, art by Roj Antonio. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, it's got, those are Roger, the accents on the word that I'm not even clear yeah. about. 
Rain Beretta, Wes Abbott. This is the final issue of Injustice Year Zero. And I guess it's so popular that we're going into Injustice Year One. That was a question I, I had because the I just name assumed of the, was Injustice. Well, the name of the first collection is Injustice Year One. So that might be a little cheeky thing. Or when they put this into a collection or whatever. Oh, maybe that's... Thing. Maybe that is that. Because I've already read that, so I'm good. So I don't know. a year two and a year three. So maybe it is. Maybe there's no more. So this is me not having read it. It says next. See, the next is what... Well, maybe that's true. Maybe that's just what it is. I mean, if you're maybe talking just, about an item that is supposed to be evergreen, then... Right. You're right. You're right. Mm. Well, there you go. Then I was wrong. See? We're already learning things on the show. Five minutes okay. in. Anyway, this is the uh, prequel. And what I liked about it, you know, aside from the things we always like about Tom Taylor's work in these Injustice and Deceased books, the great characterization, the the great classic characters, is that it subverted my expectations. You know, I went into this thinking it was going to be this awful massacre of these characters that I loved. And we we did lose a couple of JSA members throughout the course of those 14 issues. But... I really thought I really sort of winced opening this because I thought that we're gonna here we go we're gonna go in here and the Joker's gonna kill everybody but that didn't happen so it was actually really nice it ends on a really nice hopeful note and as someone who hasn't read Injustice um, I, 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 mean, I have right a vague now. I have a vague sense of where it goes from here but for me it ended on a really nice happy note I was like oh okay everyone's you know they beat the Joker and the JSA escapes to the multiverse to go find their missing friends who the Joker zapped away and you know Superman overcame the uh, mind control and it was great I was really happy when I finished I was like oh that was nice you know it well, I, really I have one question what does, note, yeah. what does Tom Taylor have against Black Canary because in every one of these stories like like she goes through a rough time in all of them. First, it's like her husband, and then in this one, it's her mother. It's just bad stuff, right? I mean, there was there was a rough, you know, not rough, but there was a, you know they did he did attack the satellite couple, including the original Black Canary got killed. But for the most part, your core your core team's still around, and the, I guess Black Canary and Green Arrow go with them to the multiverse. So according to the, the silhouettes that are in that bubble, yeah. But it was it was you know the art. Raj, Raj, well, Raj, and that little, was could be Raj, like, like, like he's almost Roger. Mm-hmm. While we talk, I'm going to look up what that little symbol is. It's the little pointy hat on top of the E. Yeah, he he's great. He it's it's very reminiscent of uh, Trevor Harrison's deceased work. It's a little hard edged, but um, great storytelling. Uh, there's a terrific sequence here where you know Superman's doing the fight, you know, mentally fighting the Joker's mind control here and. He's sort of a, a, a caged monster, and he fights it back. And Batman's narrating it for the Joker, which is must have been very satisfying for him, you know. And there's a great page turn where Superman takes the amulet, and Batman says he's Superman. And there's just it was just great moments in a final issue like this that you want, where the heroes win, even if they're doomed to lose, I guess. But for this moment in time, they're great. And then Harley and Joker have a nice reunion because again, Harley Quinn is an awful monster. Yes. Yeah. Despite what DC wants us to believe. So, but, um, but at the same, in the same token, Poison Ivy is the best kind of friend she could have. Right. Absolutely. Little. Uh, I mean, look, these are short issues. These are half issues. So there's not a ton to go into here. But in terms of books that made me happy this week, there were not very many. And this was the one that made me the most happy. Um, it's just one of those weeks. Yeah, I, I, I keep going back and forth on whether I think you should read further. 
<laughs> like, well, I ha- I mean, I, I've, I've downloaded the collection. I've had it on my iPad. Yeah, for like no, I, I know, and it, it's one of like all a lot of the strengths that a lot of the strengths that um, these books have that book has as well. But there's there's one. I mean, do you know the basic conceit? Yeah, I mean, I know it's hero, hero versus hero. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's Batman versus Superman, right? Yeah, yeah, basically, and it 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 makes you take a leap on the idea of Superman. Right. I mean, I know, I know here. I mean, again, spoilers for the book I haven't read, but I know that J- Joker kills Lois, right? And then I mean, that's like page two. And then uh, you know, turns Superman. Whatever happens, and he ends up. I know. I, I know the conceit of the game is yes, is that. So yeah, I know it and, looks horrible. And after that. You know, it's it's those same things that we liked about the writing of the other things that he's written. You know, like it's just like an absolute lock on who the characters are, you know, in that same way that, you know, when we read or talk about New Frontier, it's like, oh, Darwin Cook completely gets who these characters are and it's through the lens of that time frame that was done in there. But this is, again, the, the same kind of deal. Um, I mean, I think... I'm not against reading it. I, 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 I think if I was going to make predictions or be vague about things, I would guess that you should probably read this for a program that we would do. Well, here's the thing. I, I, my plan, again, I, was, I, I, I didn't know I was moving until like right before we broke. So my plan had been to keep up with my books and also read the Injustice collections because it's gigantic. It's like 400 pages. But again, none of that happened. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I'm not so behind on on my comics. I sort of dipped in here and there. I got a little tiny stack of them, but it wasn't wasn't a lot of comics didn't come out. That's what I I read the ones that were required to be read for this week's books. Yeah, that's, that was that, it. That's, that's good. And, and that was it. So that was the I mean, look. That was the pick. It was fun. It was uplifting. It was a great Superman moment. There was a great JSA moment at the end. I like Harley and Joker together. The art's terrific. This is a culmination of a nice series. And again, I think at the end of the day, the pick was because I literally opened this book expecting carnage and I got hope in a week where yeah. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of it. No. Um, I think and you again, could read this on its own. I think that if you were to decide that oh, you sure. wanted the story to end right here, you would be cool. 100%. You could, like, it this would, would be the movie. That would be the, you'd be fine. And, and then, you know, at yeah. the end, they go off to find Han Solo and you can move along if you want to or not. That's the other thing is this week was so terrible and in smack dab in the middle of comics reading that a book that made me feel good was like, all right. I, 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 yeah, it almost makes me wonder when you said comics didn't hold up their end of the bargain. It, I'm wondering, could they have? Because, you know, Wednesday was the bad day. And well, I read, no, I read all the DC books on, on Tuesday. Oh, so. yeah, well, I hadn't. And I, like that night I was like, man, I don't want to read comics tonight. And I kept yeah. hoping that I would get to something that, you know, made me think oh God, this is much better but honestly it, it didn't really happen i it was a very blah week of comics i don't, I don't think that was fully my what no i, I think that was the comics and look there were things i enjoyed like iron man number five christopher cantwell cafu frank darmada joe caramagna this was another great issue and i think you know it feels like every year we get like a new writer that we we just love what they do and you know t- tom taylor was the last one i think christopher cantwell is the new one but you know, this this issue was fun. It was funny. It was exciting. There was interesting character stuff. For some bizarre reason, I really love Iron Man and Hellcat as a couple. I also really like this Iron Man suit. And it got, got <laughs> kind of all, messed up, but yeah. It's all working for me. 
Yeah, you know? it's a it's a weird it's a weird. I don't little like thing. Korvac is weird. I don't understand enough about Korvac to really get all the nuance. I just here, read but... him as I just read him as Joe McMillan. It's it's a hundred like if you watched Halt and Catch Fire, you can totally do that. You can do that in a lot of these books if you just go, okay, we'll take. Oh, there's your Joe McMillan of this, and this is not this is not a cons- this is not a problem. I'm not complaining. Oh no, I just don't know enough about him as like I know he's a classic Marvel villain, Korvac, the Korvac saga. Yeah, haven't read it though, have you? It's just no, it's just a little bit out of my my realm of having read comics for forty years, but um, it I, doesn't really matter because the I, characters. Don't did like, and I think it was terrific. I did was like great. what happened at the end, you know, where basically when they talk, it's, you know, like, what makes you think you're right? Why would you possibly think that you're smarter than me, who's a brilliant supercomputer robot? You know, right. it's about, you know, your conceit that you, you know, if you have this kind of confidence like Tony Stark has, you know, where does that come from? Why are you so sure about it? And I think that those are really interesting questions to ask for a person who has a lot of power and a lot of ability. Um, especially right. as they start to get very full of themselves. And if this arc is like, I'm moving back to New York or moving to New York, I'm keeping it, you know, I'm keeping it low key. I'm going to learn about myself. I'm going to take shit from, from Hellcat. You know, it's a good position to put him in. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if we have had a show since I put out the Christopher Cantwell talk explode. No, we haven't. That was um, grand. But, uh, you know, that conversation it hasn't made me enjoy the books any more or less, but it gives me some context. Like this is a guy who, if you haven't listened to it, like this is a guy who loves comics, and, and, you know, and it's, it's that question like, well, geez, how, how does somebody make the transition from doing, you know, television and, and stuff like that into doing really good comics right away, you know? Right. And I think that he kind of answers that conversation kind of answers that question. Um, and you know, they're really good comics. And I mean that in terms of like, they're compelling. The character stuff is great, yes. but also like technically they do not have the rookie mistakes. No. Oh. Uh, and, and you know, he's doing ongoing series for God's sakes. It's, it's, uh, it's impressive. several. The only, the, the, okay. There's my tiny little, little hiccup here is, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Misty Knight seemed out of place in this. Well, yeah. So Iron Man, Got is a ragtag group of heroes to help him fight Korvac, and it's like uh, Scarlet Spider and Gargoyle and Frogman, who I thought was terrific. Mm-hmm. This is the uh, best day he... of my life, he says. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Misty Knight. So I, I guess Misty Knight's purpose is like she's like the least, you know, you have one competent person in the group. All right. You know, like, why am I with these idiots? And she hates Tony Stark. Right, so I guess that's why. Yeah, but but they all die, so it doesn't matter. They're not oh, dead. Yeah. No, they're not dead. They're not dead. But I like Frog. <laughs> he was just like way in over his head, but very excited about it. And I okay, uh, love that attitude. You got to give him. That was like me on the JV basketball team. <laughs> Guys, Hellcat's gone. Like he's just, he just like his giant frog head. Yeah. Oh man. There's, that's I, that's a that's a thing that's been happening. You got you know Roger in uh, in yeah. Spider Man. The, the he had the what was the porcupine and just always one right. silly animal character. Um, I I this isn't specifically here, but I, it's kind of I think it's kind of a bummer that the Doctor Doom book ended while we were on, weren't doing the show. Mm-hmm. It was um, a good ending. Yeah, yeah, it was basically. So I, go make sure you finish that book and read it out. It's uh it's kind of a heartbreaker, but it's also. I was like, so happy Kang showed up, though. I was like, "Is oh, yeah. Kang going to show up?" Little, yes, little, he did. A little bit of smug shit. <laughs> so, uh, I wasn't actually going to talk about crossover number three originally, but um, it was worth mentioning. Donnie Cates, Jeff Shaw, this is Image Comics. We talked about every issue so far. Josh is out. He was out after the first issue. 
I didn't go this back. Is, I still have the two, but I haven't. I haven't done it. This is the story of what if uh, comic book characters appeared to the real world and and all the havoc that ensues. It's very meta. Um, issue three is way less meta than two. Two was super meta with all the comic creators in it, or at least being mentioned in it. Um, and so the question for this book has been, um, if we have this situation where the real superhero characters or real comic characters are in this world and there's, you know, references to Superman and such, uh, what, what is he going to do? And so here we kind of get the answer to that question in which and I'm not going to spoil it because I know a lot of people are reading it, even though I gave you the warning, several characters from indie comics of various fame show up. So there's some crossover. Some are, they're, they're not necessarily image comics characters. So I don't think he's going to get to show Batman, but there are other characters here from other comics that show up or make appearances in any way. And so that was interesting. It's, it, there's, there's enough interesting in this book every, every time so far, and not the least of which is the terrific Jeff Shaw art, to keep me going. I don't love it, but I find it interesting. Do you enjoy it? Or yeah, I enjoy like, it. Huh. <laughs> it's, it's both. I, I don't okay. dislike it. If I didn't like it, I wouldn't read it. Okay. Um, but I don't love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, it, when it comes out, I don't go, oh, awesome. I, but I do go, interesting. I wonder what he's going to do this time. And it doesn't mean he's going to continue. There's a lot of books where I find interesting for the first three or four issues, and then I drop. Okay. Um, but for now, this interesting element here was that there's a character. So, and some of these characters I have not heard of. But they, he, you know, he editors notes them, and then there's some stuff in the back. I was like, I guess those are characters, and then there's another one at the end who I definitely know. I was like, oh, interesting. So that was, that was interesting. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh yeah, we're we're flying through these books. This is this is really. There's a lot of books this week. Yeah, doing the, uh, Eternals number one. I assume this was supposed to coincide with a movie, and they're just like, yeah. eh, put the book out. Um. Karen Gillan and Isad Rabik. And it's funny, I think Isad Rabik has become like the event guy, at least for certain types of Marvel comics, which I think is mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Um, you know, Thor Thor kind of made him. For you know, your God books. Yeah. Thor kind of made him a star, and now he's at the top of that heap. And I think it's a, it, it's, I think it works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know There's anything. Graphic cost his work. I, I, this, is, this is one of those Jack Kirby creations that I don't actually know a lot about. I've seen them sort of show up in books here and there. I feel mm-hmm. like. I feel like I'm seeing John Romita Jr. draw these characters in my head. Yes, we we've so the last time I read an Eternals comic was when Gaiman and Romita Jr. did the, right. that book. Yeah, yeah, that was a long time ago. I I know zero about the Eternals. Yeah, and I still know zero about the Eternals you know after what? I, my decision. I thought that it gave me a pretty good idea of what the structure of their whole thing is, if not their, um if not their specific characters, I felt, uh, you know, having read the, the new gods book that we talked about last year, you know, I could see themes mm-hmm. I could see, you know, motifs that he's sort of going back to, but with a different sort of flavor as he came up with this sort of part of it. Um, I, I don't know that I liked it. I, I, I had kind of, I'm not gonna say I had fun reading it, but I, I found it was <laughs> compelling. Um, I yeah. would have liked a little more, in terms of finding a character that I have any real connection with, our main character in this is Icarus, who's like 
uh, kind of like they were Orion, I guess as close to come, but like they go over and over the fact like he has no sense of humor. He's very literal. He's kind of annoyed mm-hmm. by everything. And it's not, there's, there's very little charm in this book. I yeah. Suppose. It's very heavy. Someone on the patron discord described it as, as, as hard sci-fi. And it felt very much like that where it was like, yeah, very, um, everything's got a lot of weight to it. There's not a lot of humor. Everything, everything feels very important or, or, um, impactful and i just it, after i was exhausted reading it and i'm not i'm not it wasn't badly done it no was, it, that's the thing like i i did i didn't mind it i i i i got to the end and i was like okay i want to read the next part but i think there needed to be a little more of a, a personality hook i think the concepts were great i like this idea that they keep basically reincarnating and the sort mm-hmm. of there's the science it's it's like gods but with science mm-hmm. well yeah which is Yes, Marvel's whole thing. Um, the 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 sort of team up of this character Sprite, who is a girl but is not drawn like one, so mm-hmm. I found that very confusing for a little bit. Um, and Icarus is kind of you know good cop bad cop or whatever it is, you know, like like uh, odd couple kind of thing, which is kind of interesting. Uh, like it had some good moments. I thought it's it's odd, funny because when we we're talking about Kieran Gillen. I think a lot of the things about his writing that I don't like would have made this book worse, but I didn't see that there. I thought, you know, the guys, the guys really built up a skill set over the years. Um, but I didn't love it. I, I was compelled and I wasn't bored. I didn't, I didn't really have a hard time getting through it, which is good. Cause last night at about 1am, I realized I hadn't read it. So I did <laughs> that, you know, but I, yeah, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't very fun. Yeah, that's, I would say not very fun. I didn't dislike it. I didn't know if I don't. I don't know that I enjoyed it. I probably will give it another issue simply for Isad Rebik. But I mean, he I really, he really, he really showed up. Especially whenever he does a wide shot, it's it's something to behold. Yeah. Um, these characters have weird faces, and I don't know if that's on purpose. Have you? Did you notice that? Like, like yeah. Icarus doesn't look like your handsome blonde superhero that we're used to seeing, no. and and the sort of face on Sprite. I don't know why this this supposedly young girl has such a receding hairline. I find I keep th- I kept thinking that was Mitch's Pitlick. Um, well, I, I had the IMDb open, and so every time a character showed up, I was like, okay, so that's that actor. Okay, um, that might have helped. <laughs> just because you know, so all the major characters here are in the movie. So, uh, so who's who? Who are we? Who do we got? Who are we casting here? Who's Icarus? Icarus is uh, one of the uh, Stark kids, uh, the one who died at the Red Wedding. Uh, Rob Stark. Rob Stark. Uh, getting it together, number four, ended the show, well, I guess the, the story, and I don't know that it didn't need one more issue. I'm going to disagree with you. Um, Interesting. I think, I think as a four-issue miniseries, it introduced us to some people. We spent a little time with their conflict. They resolved their conflict. And now we're they're ready to move on to the next step. I think another issue would start another chapter. And I feel like everything moved very quickly in this book, which is fine because I was confused about a lot of it. Um, I think it was uh, to me. I think it was about the right. It was about the right. I think it was interesting because I was confused about a lot of it, and there were bits where like I'm not sure which character I'm looking at here. And after this much time, that's hard. But mm-hmm. we know how that works with books about real people, and. Uh, you know the art was great, but it wasn't. Well, there's two different artists working here, so. Right. But but it wasn't necessarily so good that it's it was not a challenge to get around those those no, no, yeah. of drawing you know regular people in books. I really liked. 
I like that there was conflict resolution, like the people figured out a way to get out of it and move on. Um, you know, that's that's a nice way to end a story. And then the the, the Lauren, the sort of I, I don't want to say main character, but I guess she's as close as we get to one. Yeah, um, I think she is. She, you know, gets this opportunity in LA to play a show and she has no songs and you know there's a whole thing about you know the artistic process and, and how to write a song and go through everything I thought it was really well done and, and I thought that there was some if there was an experience in it there was really nice intuition in it I think in, in mm-hmm. how how they did that part and I really enjoyed reading it um, you know and and I thought uh, I, I have I've often liked you know I read rock doc, rock uh, memoirs and, and documentaries and stuff like that all the time and and I thought that this really captured a type of sort of lower end of sort of the songwriting process or being a musician. And I I, I was, I thought it was pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. if not a little romanticized, but you know, uh, it was fun. I, I always like books like this and I think, I think I stayed in it. I think we were in it just long enough. I I don't think, I don't think it needed to be anymore. What what did you feel was lacking? Well, like I said, I I don't know that, we got enough of the care. Like, so this is four issues. I think the first two were more, more focused on her brother. Yeah. And then we switched over to her and I don't know that we know enough about her. And I don't, I feel like she wrote an entire set in like two days and I don't know. Five. Maybe that, she, I mean, she used hat. her old kids songs, which was the thing that inspired her to go do the thing in the first place. And then I think that right. what it was is she decided, Hey, there actually is something here. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, there was a little bit where she's like, I've got it. I'll play it for my friends. And the friends are like, those lyrics are terrible. And she's like, okay, we'll go back and fix it. Um, yeah, I like that part. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. That's okay. I, I think, but I think as. It's I think it's my least favorite it's... issue, which I didn't think it was bad. Yeah. I think as a, as a little mini series about a thing. That we don't get mini series about anymore. Oh, for sure. You know, I, I would I would see a new issue and I would I would look forward to it. You know, to spend time with more or less real characters and see a bit of a world that I I don't normally see without being creepy about it. Meaning, like sometimes if I were to watch a TV show about these same kinds of characters, I would think I shouldn't be watching this. This is I don't know what this is. But in the comic book form, I think uh, it, it, there's like there's like an anthropological aspect. To, to sort of seeing like well, what's this life and I, and I like how it's done in comics because it's so personal and it has a voice and, and a feel mm-hmm. that like actors don't necessarily convey if that makes any sense see I'd rather watch this story in this TV show fair enough I mean I like reading it as a comic and I like we talked about this before I like this, that this comic exists and I, I there, there should be more of these kind of comics by the major publishers especially by Image but at the end, at the end of the day I think uh, you know I think it's easier to grab on. When you only have four issues, it's easier to grab onto an actor for me than it is for the drawing of a person if you only have four issues or something. Fair enough. It's fair. So let's talk about these other shows that we do. Mm-hmm. People, people might say, oh, you know, I, uh, some people say, oh, I really like the book splodes. And others say, I really like the talk splodes. And some people might say, those media splodes are good. And, and yet others uh, might say, I don't know, whatever. But the point is, if you like any of those things, then you have the patrons to thank. Um, if you go to patreon.com slash ifanboy, um, then you can find a way to support the show in that way. And, and, uh, but here's the thing. These are not necessarily constants. So mm-hmm. if, you like sure. the, if you like the media explodes, also the YouTube shows getting, getting put up. Um, we're, yeah. we're a result of that. We'll probably keep doing that. Um, oh, we will. For, for a while, we will, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but we, are, we, are, we are in danger, folks. 
much like democracy must be protected, so must have been, so much the shows. We're we're on the cusp of not doing the media's clothes anymore. So just FYI, in terms of we might just do them on our own and not record them, and you'll just have <laughs> right. to, you'll just have to live with that. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and listen, listen. Uh, this isn't to say that if there has been you know patron attrition because of an unprecedented world event, this is not a, a guilty thing. This is not feel bad if you're out there like, oh man, I couldn't keep doing it. We totally get it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, but if you weren't sure if that was a thing you wanted to do and that's important to you, then this would be the time to kick in is what I'm saying. If you can, if you're comfortable with it, if you want to, uh, we really appreciate it. This is really... You know, for us, it's 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 really good, obviously. But you know, in general, at this time of oh Jesus, at this time of economic uncertainty. But seriously, at this time of economic uncertainty, if you can find a way to support the things that really help you feel better, I'm not just talking about us. I'm talking about the other shows. You know, the whichever you're listening to uh, or or taking in. If you can support the creators doing that stuff, it's a really important time to do that for them and and for you to sort of say, well, this is the stake in the ground. This is the thing that I really do find important that helps me get through this really hard time. Um, if we're one of those things, great. And if not, um, I'm going off on a tangent here, but either way, thanks for everyone who did it, but we will, we, we will stop doing them if we're not above that threshold because, uh, time is money. <laughs> they are stretch goals for a reason. It's true. Uh, ignoring that stretch goal, then it seems to be we're a bit away from, but the next stretch goal would be, uh, maybe doing a, a GI Joe show, a regular, uh, GI Joe cartoon episode show, which I think is, you know what I am? It's fun for everyone. Even, even if you don't like it, it's fun for you. We said so. Um, and then, then there's further ones in there, but they're very off, far off in the future. Um, there's also, uh, the, the, uh, pace, iFanboy patron Facebook group that exists and the iFanboy patron Discord server. Um, I am not on the Facebook, but I have pay- I have Discord and I always forget that it's there. And every time I sign on, I think, what an awesome place that sort of recaptures the best times of this of this thing that we do in terms of community. Yeah. Um, if I, th- I think that it really is going to be, I think that's one of those hidden gems of this whole thing that it, you know, like, geez, I, I miss chatting with, with folks. Uh, you know, it, it's fairly normal to think like, if you listen to this show, you probably have a certain take on comics and this community and everything. And you're going to find like-minded folks to chat with there. And I think that outside of the confines of social media, it's a really nice space for that kind of thing. Um, and it's mm. really like fun and some more supportive little community and I, like literally i don't avoid it because i don't like it i just kind of forget that that's a thing and every time i sign on i think oh this is great and then i have to turn it off because i waste my day um, <laughs> so those are really good communities and 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 we just try to get there uh that's so that's patreon.com slash ifanboy thank you endlessly to everybody who is a uh, part of that or has uh, been part of that um if you've been thinking about it and you can great time for it that's all. com. you can get stuff because there's one thing that you can do in this world is get some stuff and feel better stuff. for a little bit there's my serotonin hit because the big brown truck pulled up outside um <laughs> and pretty soon all of that shipping logistic stuff is going to be owned by amazon so isn't it a dopamine hit whatever i don't, I don't remember i don't know you get I real sleepy th- when you i know that the pills that i take <laughs> help <laughs> And so does getting shit in the mail. I'm not. I'm not a doctor. I could be totally wrong. Not a doctor. <laughs> no, it's serotonin. Serotonin reuptake inhibitor. That's that's the okay. the thing. Make sure that you've had enough. Dopamine hit is something to do with it. You're right. I'm not a doctor. There are eight t-shirt 
and and sweatshirt and and three quarter length baseball shirt and 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 phone cases and shower curtains and regular curtains and bath mats and all sorts of stuff you can get made out of those designs. I believe they are very nice designs and they're very fun. Uh, and it's sort of like an inside joke that you're always going to be part of when you're wearing it. And if you don't like explaining an inside joke, just put a sweatshirt over it. You'll know inside that you're doing a thing. Uh, there's finally ifambo.com slash support where there's a direct donation via PayPal link if you don't want to deal with any of that. Uh, other stuff or subscriptions or, or any of that stuff, you can go there. Uh, ifambo.com slash Amazon would be where you can have more stuff taken to your house so that you can just break the endless monotony and just think, oh man, maybe that thing would be good. And you'll come and you'll say, this is good. And then you'll put it in the pile of other stuff and forget about it. And you can just keep doing that. Right. Endlessly. It's probably not good for the planet, but it's good for your soul at the time. So what do you want to do? Uh, you can go to ifamo.com slash Amazon. You will find a general link to to buy your things in which we get a little cut of that. It adds nothing. It adds nothing to you. It's just taking mm-hmm. taking, taking, some of the way from the man. Uh, and then there's links to buy all the books on Booksplode, and every iFanboy pick of the week has a link to that book of the week, and, and therefore that would get you in to where you needed to be. Let's move along. Thank you to everybody who 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 has uh, helped with that stuff in any way. You are the best, and we so let's you. let's jump into the deep end here of DC Comics. I am gonna drink my <coughs> coffee for a little bit, and I'll be here. Before I do any of this, um, and it's not going to be long, uh, did you read any of these books that are on this list right now? My attorney has uh, <laughs> has advised me uh, to not answer the following question on the grounds okay. that it may incriminate me. All right. Well, before we get into the future state stuff, so Darth, Dark Knight's it all happens. It all starts with Dark Knight's death, death metal, death metal, Dark Knight's metal. Which one is it? I know I wrote the script, but I don't think I did it right. I don't. I don't know. It's Dark Knight's Death Metal, not Metal. I don't know why I missed miss the word. Oh, <laughs> the final issue of Dark Knight's Death Metal, number seven, by Scott Snyder, art by Greg Capullo, Yannick Paquette, and Brian Hitch. And I believe this is Capullo's swan song to Batman-based stories. I believe wow. he's done. Which has been 11 years. Or really? What year, what year is it? It's uh, 10 years. It's been 10 years. Wow, that's amazing. So... I have been skimming these issues because ever since the news came out, you know, all the back, the backstory in DC comics, which we'll get to a future state. When, when they became clear that death metal somehow became, was becoming the, the focal point of the new DC universe. I was like, Oh, I better at least know what's going on here. So I've been skimming. It's all been gobbledygook to me, but the important part here is at the very end, I guess. And I'm going to attempt to explain what happens, even though I don't really know what's going on at all. You know they're they're all fighting the Batman who laughs and his dark multiverse. So it's all the dark versions of the characters. They're all in this giant battle, and, and you know it's like the final battle of the DC universe. You know we've talked about this before. Wonder Woman appears to sacrifice herself, and then a cosmic being who appears to her as the Golden Age Wonder Woman uh, basically says, uh, "Let's just restart the multiverse. Let's just go back and restart it all. We've lost our way." You've all lost your way. We'll use your memories and your Wonder Woman-ness as the inspiration for the new multiverse. And we'll, we'll go off. And they, they sort of walk off hand in hand into the light. And then we cut to, you know, sort of more of a classic-looking DC universe than the, the metal version. And I guess that's the one that's coming in Infinite Frontier or whatever it's called. 
Um, These are not questions that you should direct to me in any way. <laughs> and we also get a page here of future state. And basically the idea here is they're going back to the old, the old and I say old, and it's terrifying, the old Grant Morrison, Mark Wade concept of um, hypertime in which everything ma- everything happened and everything matters, which is the opposite of nothing makes sense, nothing matters, but really it's not. It, it, um, exactly. Like it sounds like it is, but it actually really bolsters the uh, initial uh, concept that is on our T-shirt. I believe that the idea of going forward for DC is that um, – well, like actually, that would be a really dumb thing to say because I don't think anyone knows what the, what's going forward for DC. But right now, it's that hypertime is the thing. It's like all these stories happen; they all make sense. They all happened in the time. You know, they all happen. They all matter. All the comics have come out. So the important thing is, Dark Knight Death Metal number seven ended the New Fifty Two officially. It's officially over. We're moving forward into this new realm now. Brief foray to into the side in a book called Generations Shattered that I almost made pick of the week. It would have been very much like that Justice League Endless Winter pick I had, which I, I ended up enjoying that whole story. Yes, totally. Um, this is from the pages of Dark Knight's Death Metal, and it was referenced back in Bat- in Detective Comics 1027. This is a very much a Avengers Forever story. Do you remember Avengers Forever? Of course I do. Terrific Kurt Busiek story in which Pacheco. Yep. In which Avengers from various points in time come together to form a team to fight Kang. Let's talk about that. Let's make that a book explode. Yeah. Mark that down. Yeah. (laughs) Just, just your description of it. I was like, that sounds like the best book ever. (laughs) And I think the fact is like, I read that when I was much younger, like now I think I bet I'd love it. Let's, let's make that a book explode. Right there. Make a note. Um, Johnson, write, write that down. Um, so uh, here in, in the future, uh, Kamandi is – it's basically kind of like another crisis situation. There's like a white wave, and this is sort of, I guess, the ending of death metal, you know, wiping wiping the timeline clean. But uh, Kamandi, with the help of Skeets, because he runs into an old Booster Gold, an old man Booster Gold in the future, uh, goes through time to collect – heroes to fight some thing and he gets like 1939 batman and he gets uh, superboy from the legion of superhero days and he gets uh starfire from the, the new teen titans and so he, he gets sort of this and steel from the 90s so all these characters sort of from the from the greatest hits of dc and we go through the time and we meet you know see them all you know we see the original non 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 two revisionist history versions. We see the original versions. We see we see uh, when he goes to get Starfire, they're fighting Terminator, which is Deathstroke's original name. And there was a while he was called Terminator, then, then he was Deathstroke Terminator, and then just Deathstroke when they, I think, probably lost the rights of the name to the movie people. But um, Adam Strange and the original Sinestro when he was a Green Lantern. So it's all these it's the DC greatest hits, and it was really fun. Your your old buddy Andy Schmidt was one of the writers on it. Yeah, I saw. I saw that. Dan Jurgens, Robert Venditti. You know, it's one of those things that DC's been doing where they, they get like an all-star group of artists to do a couple of pages each. So Ivan Reese and uh, Yannick Paquette, Kevin Nolan, Dan Jurgens, John Romita Jr., Doug Braithwaite, Rags Morales, Mike Perkins, Aaron Lepresti. Like a lot of a lot of good artists. And it was a lot of fun. Even if it was like this weird offshoot, I don't know exactly why they're doing, of, you know, death metal. But 
it was it was this fun little side story which you don't have to worry about too much and it's it's again very much like Avengers Forever. It's not over. It's not a one shot. It, it I guess there's another issue coming, in which they're fighting some cosmic being for some reason. It doesn't really matter why. It's just fun. Okay, Future State. You didn't read any Future State books. I read one. I okay. read the Wonder Woman one because I liked the names on it, but mm-hmm. I I barely made it through that one. So I, that was my that was my deal. Like, all right. If this one's okay, then we will keep moving. And I was like, nah, it looks great, but I had no idea. So let me ex- try to explain yeah, really quickly what that. Future State is. So if you recall, um, there was a plan that leaked out about a year ago that they were going to age forward the DC Universe. Mm-hmm. They were going to age out all the characters that built the DC Universe, built the comics industry. And replace them with young, hip, new, cool versions of them of the characters. And that was 5G. 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 That was Dan DiDio's plan. Get rid of all the characters that, have, that made the place. Replace them with cool, young, hip kids. Then Dan DiDio got fired. And then that plan got scuttled. And so instead of 5G, now we're getting Infinite Frontier, which is whatever's coming after Future State. I think I mean, According Frontier's to the name, it could be anything. I keep saying if in Frontier, that may or may not be correct. So here, what we what we t- seem to have is, hey, we paid for this work. Um, let's just put it out. So this is like a two-month thing where it's sort of like a bunch of possible Elseworld stories of the future that may or may not happen because no future stories ever happen. And this was supposed to be everything, right? This was going to be the new DC Universe. Oh, my God. Yeah. It would have gotten me off of DC books. That's my spoiler warning for my reaction to all these books. Oh, my God. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, Didio seems... Anyway. So, look, some of these things may catch on. You know, like the Wonder Woman you read, they're developing her as a TV show character, so she probably will show up in the books. In fact, she's she's in the promotional materials for for Infinite Frontier, probably as a new Wonder Girl. Um, I'm sure if John really wants to keep writing his new Batman, they'll, they'll give him a... Black Label book, you know, a lot. So some of these concepts will continue on. Some of them are just the characters we know now, so it doesn't really change anything. But for the most part, um, I, I read I read all the Future State books, and for the most part, they were they were not great. So I'm really glad this is not the new face of DC Universe. I'll just go very quickly through them. Future State: The Flash by Brendan Venditti and Dale Eaglesham. This is, you can feel like the last vestige of Dan DiDio because in this book, uh, Wally West is like a psychopathic killer. And, and, and so I was like, wow, just Dan DiDio kicking it one more time in the, on the way out the door. Um, I guess in the future, none of the Flashes have the, have the speed force anymore. So they all got like, they all use the Flash's rogues weapons. Like the Flash has the, Baryon has like the cold gun and, uh. He's, he's with Max Mercury and Jay Garrick and uh, Avery, the the pur- purple one. And then the, then Wally West kills Jay Garrick. And I was like, all right, enough of you. Um, <clears throat> Future State Harley Quinn. The only reason I read this one was Stephanie Phillips wrote it. Oh, yeah. And Simone DeMio's art was good. But, you know, this is basically Harley Quinn as Hannibal Lecter, where she helps the cops, you know, track down other bad guys. And it's like, yeah. I don't, you know, you know my my feelings on Harley Quinn as good guy. So didn't like that. Keep trying. Uh, Future State, Future State, the next Batman is 
So two of these books were anthologies, which I think are going to keep going in some form in the new 50, in the new 50, uh, state of DC. There's going to be the return of the, the backup story, the, the second story. Mm. The next Batman had three stories. Batman by John Ridley and Nick Darrington. This was good. It was fine. It was in the future. They hint that Bruce Wayne's dead. He may or may not be dead. And this is um, one of the Fox boys is is Batman. It's not. I think it's not Luke Fox. I think it's his younger brother. Is um, when you said the future, is it like rocket ships or is it like fifty? No, it's just like it's just like a you know a few years in the future. Okay, so it's our world. Yeah, it's still basically our world. Gotcha. Um, so that you know it was, it was a solid Batman story. There's a there's a street, street gang of Bane guys and they're they're they're. In, <laughs> they're all wearing the Lucha Libre mask. Something happened to your <laughs> They're 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 um they're you know initiating two new members and you know they have to kill somebody and there's a the whole thing. It was it was good. It was well written. It was looked great. Nick Darrington's obviously terrific. The only thing is I don't know that he's ever seen somebody swing a baseball bat before because he's got a, there's a whole scene where there's a guy having a conversation in a batting cage and like, this is a really horrible baseball stance. He would never make contact. Well, there's uh, there's no there's no source imagery for that. <laughs> um, but it looked great. It was I, I enjoyed the story. And then the second story was uh, the Outsiders, Brandon Thomas and Samit Kumar. It was mostly about Katana, but there was a cool bit with Black Lightning. This was fine. It was good. And then there was an Arkham Knight story that was revealed at the end to be Paul Jenkins and someone named Jack Herbert. I've never heard of an art, and I liked that one probably the least. Like it, it was basically like the Suicide Squad, but with the Arkham Asylum inmates. And no one needs to see Mr. Zaz being a good guy. Nope. You know? So that was no good. Uh, then Future State Superman of Metropolis had three stories. This was the probably the most interesting book. Who are all these people making these right. comics? So the, the first story was Superman Supergirl with Sean Lewis and John Timms. John Timms has been drawing Young Justice with Pependus for the last year. And this was very strange. So, you know, Clark is gone they don't say just like with bat, bat bruce they don't say where he is but um jonathan is superman now he doesn't have a cape and something happens and in order to protect metropolis he decides the best course of action is to bottle it like candor and take it away which seems like a really unsuperman like thing to do and so there's a lot of conflict from with supergirl for that like he's like she's like you just bottled up metropolis and now it's in the fortress of solitude and it's just it was weird and unsuperman like. I didn't like that bit, but I liked a lot the second and third story, which featured uh, Mr. Miracle, Shiloh Norman, written by Brendan Easton, with terrific art by Valentine Delandro. Uh, it was just a little Shiloh Norman Mr. Miracle story. He was the second Mr. Miracle who was around in the '90s, who's not really been around since. Um, I, I'm trying to think of who this art looks like, but it's really good. Um, it's just a little. Mr. Miracle story where he's protecting people from a, a robot. And then the third story was a guardian story uh, written again by Sean Lewis, art by Coley Hamner and Michael Avon Oming, which is just, just the guardian in, in uh, Metropolis with a sort of <laughs> old bearded, burnt out Jimmy Olsen. Hmm. Um, I like the story. It looked great. It was fun. I like the guardian character. Is that, I think uh, the guardian is a Simon and Kirby creation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was, it was an interesting issue. And then Future State Swamp Thing by Ram V and Mike Perkins was good. 
Um, well written. Mike Perkins is actually really terrific for Perkins. Swamp Thing. Because Mike Perkins' is, uh, characters are all look weird and Swamp Thing character, you know. So it really worked with the with the art. Um, what did Rom... Why do I know... What, what, Rem V started in indie books, then he took over Catwoman. Right, okay. And uh, this was good. Do we know it's not Rem 5? I believe he's Indian. Okay. And uh, it was it was good. I didn't love it, but it was good. I, was, I think it was the first one I read, and I, I, I thought oh, that's interesting. I mean, Swamp Thing is sort of eternal, right? It doesn't really matter where Swamp Thing lives in the in the world. And this is like seems to be some future where he's created a bunch of swamp creatures, like a family or a, a community. It's hard to say. Uh, and then Future State Wonder Woman with Joel Jones on story and art. I thought I was the one I was look, most looking forward to because of Joel Jones. Yeah. And I thought it was really kind of slight. I just didn't like I didn't it, it didn't stick at all. Like I, I could like literally I couldn't tell you a thing about it right now. I was like, this looks great. And it was like there was an impetuous young woman. That was that's right. So, yeah. So basically all these books threw you in the deep end. They didn't explain anything. Um, it's all like basically Elseworlds future stories. Right. So it doesn't it doesn't at the end of the day it doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter. Um, and this seems to be a Latina Wonder Woman from the Amazon rainforest. That's your Amazon connection. Who uh, kills a dragon and then goes to the underworld. And it was kind of funny that the underworld was like a like an airport, although that was, felt very much like Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of funny. But like, you know, having to just sort of check in. So the, the little little guy, the little demon was funny, who was like the... You know the the gatekeeper. But those are. It's funny because like everything that you have mentioned, you could easily like in all these could easily be tied to some other concept that was come up with before. It's all very like like high concept pitch kind of things, and and none of it felt terribly original. And then, I mean, just with this book, it could just uh, there was the connection to it being Wonder Woman was so slight that I was just like, yeah. why is this a wonder? Why is this called Wonder Woman? Right. And and I think that. One of the really interesting things is I feel like m- most of the line-wide change moves to, to all of these things is to make them more accessible to people in places, you know, so they can finally get new readers or whatever to come on. Or, right. And none of what, nothing, nothing of what you just said sounds like it would accomplish that. And, and nothing that I read, even though it was very slight, would accomplish that. And, and it, it, it's, it's, it seems like a remarkable sort of it's like it's like the ultimate universe but way worse and also we're talking about a world in 2020 which is very different than the world in 2000 where literally everybody does know these characters now Mm -hmm. so why on earth would you do this right well luckily they're not doing it this would have been this would have been a, a big problem i mean marvel tried to do it like five years ago and it blew up in their faces so um but the the thing with dc now is Right. Well, the thing with DC now is none of the rules apply. None of the normal rules apply. You don't know. We, don't, we have no idea what's going to happen. You know, in the past, we, we, we could have some sense of the people running these things at least adhere to the normal rules of comics. And we know what they're going to do. They're always going to reset. And they're always going to bring the characters back. But who knows? You know, yeah. who knows what's going to happen in, 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 in a year's time? There, there may be no DC comics coming out weekly anymore. Or they might be a lot of DC comics coming out weekly. There's literally no way of knowing what's going to happen. So... Um, I'm just glad that none of this is going to take place as the official continuity because I would have probably been reading hardly any DC books 
Are you um, gonna? Are you gonna f- read any of these? I might. I don't know that I'm gonna continue on, but I might check in on the first issues. Um, I'm not gonna talk about all of them like I did now. Yeah, but like, are there any number twos that you were gonna? How many issues are supposed to be? You said a couple of months. Is it just two issues I think of each one? I think it's. I think it's two and two or three. Okay. Um, well, you know, they're probably biweekly, mm-hmm. and it's. I think it's for the next two months. So the next two months. I think it's for this month and next month. So I think there's three issues. Um, I'll probably read the next issue of Batman. I'll probably read the next issue of Superman. <sighs> Maybe Swamp Thing. Maybe Wonder Woman. Definitely not Harley Quinn. Definitely not The Flash. But I don't know. We'll see. It's, it's, it's all game time decisions. I don't even know what's coming out next week, but you know there'll be more. And I'll I'll look. But I'm not going to go through all of them every time. I just it was the first week, and it was important to note what, what was happening. People were also confused with what, what it was because not everyone keeps up with what's going on. So it was going to be the new DC universe. It is not anymore. It is basically now a two month. Um, Age of Apocalypse sort of event. Like, this could be a possible future of the DC Universe mm-hmm. because we paid all these creators who might as well make some money off this work. Ugh. So, yeah. There's the, those are the books we wanted to talk about. Not a lot of books, not a lot of <laughs> not a lot of good stuff. We're already long. Let's talk about the Patreon pick, patreon.com slash ifanboy. That's where you can go to add a book to the rundown. This week, uh, the first week back of voting, huge turnout. Huge turnout. Voting was up 30% this week. Really? Yeah, it was great. It's like Georgia. When I woke up on Monday, uh, enough people had voted. By the time I woke up, I would usually vote the entire week. So it was nice. It was fun to see. Oh, wow. And uh, we're also in Star Wars Corner because the patrons overwhelmingly voted for Star Wars, The High Republic Number 1, the new Star Wars book from Marvel, Kevin Scott, Ario Anandito, Anandito, Mark Morales, and Elisa Leone. And Ariana Mar, or the creative team behind this, I guess a new high-profile Star Wars book in relation to some novels coming out. I believe they're Charles Soule novels, but I'm not sure, and I will check. I believe that's also true. Yes. So I was obviously not thrilled this was the pick of the week, uh, patron pick. Um, Because you've sworn off all ancillary... I just don't care. Star Wars materials. You don't care, but also it's directly related to an event that when they killed uh, Chewbacca off in a novel. And I think that was the point where you went, I'm not, I'm not doing any of this. <laughs> I'm out. And, and, and I still I have a vis- visceral memory of 210 Pennsylvania Avenue, Ithaca, New York. That's where I was living in the bedroom reading that novel. And, it, and he died and I just tossed it into the corner and I was like, I'm done. I'm done. So, and I think, and I think that's. I had a moment of that too, but mine was different. Is that, and this is worth. This is this is worth. This is worth getting into just a little. But also, I read that. Remember, I read the first couple of issues of the Jason Aaron Star Wars book, and I was that's just. I was like, no, I don't want. I don't want this. I don't want to see Star. I don't want to see Luke Skywalker facing Darth Vader before Empire. And I, th- I don't I want. Do that. think they figured that out to a certain extent? And they're they're keeping it's it's like here's some of the other adventures that have taken place. All all that aside, so what you've got here is you have I, I, this is a, a world. This is the Republic. I think it's 200 years before the events that take place in the movie. The prequels. So we yeah. have um, we have like the sort of the height of the Republic and the Jedi Order. You know, doing what was that old thing. video game that everyone loved? The uh, 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 Knights of the Old Republic. 
right, yeah. That was a great video game. And those are all yeah, you played like that. I did. I played the, and the, there was two of them, and they basically I played it once. Mass Effect. I didn't. I didn't understand the concept. It was basically World of Warcraft before World of Warcraft, so I didn't understand the concept of how to play a game like that. What I mean is, like, I, I didn't understand the concept of not having a button masher, where I was like, I didn't understand, you know, I, it Talk took until World of Warcraft to figure out, oh, you just press the attack button and then the guy attacks, not like I have to keep hitting the button to attack. So I was, I remember, I remember distinctly being like, wait, what? And then I just stopped playing and then I played it again. It's about the story. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyway, uh, is, this book was interesting for the fact that it was a different type of star wars book meaning that it didn't really feel like star wars but it had a lot of elements of star wars in it and as a result of that i didn't really find myself very uh you know pulled into it Mm -hmm. it was you know like like the thing that always seems to happen is that they say well what would this world have looked like and that's fun you can do that and like, oh, she's, this is a, so you've got a Jedi master and, and her and his Padawan and there's a challenge that she has to do, but then things go wrong and she, I think it's a she, um, yeah. you know, solve some problem, but therefore, you know, didn't pass her test. But then we find out that because she did it, she passed her test. You know, that that's the whole story. That's the issue. She's a full Jedi Knight. Right. Um, you know, not that interesting. And yeah, this is everything I don't want about Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, not that interesting in that... Light and life. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want big ceremonies of Jedi in robes holding up lightsabers. Like, I... You know, the, 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 the mystery is much more interesting to me than, than finding out it's kind of boring. Well, also that, but I think that there is an element to Star Wars that recognizes that it is inherently a little bit silly that's what a han solo does that's what right. you know that's why that's why c3po is silly right because we're supposed to we're supposed to recognize that now i don't know if that was i i actually doubt that that was george lucas's intention no um, no I think not. he took it all very he's very literal he took it all very seriously i don't think he knew those were jokes like you know what i mean like in that sense <laughs> and um and so reading this, this is just like, this is basically just reading like a, a, a fantasy book that isn't great, that has elements of Star Wars in it. Yeah, and, then, and then Yoda showed up. I was wondering if he was going to show up because of the timeline. I was like, well, sure. he would be alive here. And then he walked in. I was like, okay. Um, but if you, if, this was, if you took Star Wars out of this and you had this released over at Boom or IDW, I would have taken a look at it and been like, it was okay, you know, like, but, but it, you know, there was nothing terribly grabbing about it. The only grab to it is, is the Star Wars element. And it, it's, it's like the most, like the, not the things about Star Wars that are good. Giving somebody a lightsaber doesn't make something Star Wars. Right. There's a, there's a, when, something. when she, when she uses the lightsaber to, when she's falling off that giant I, I, yeah. thing and she sticks a lightsaber in to sort of anchor yes. herself. Wouldn't it keep going? Yes, it would. Because it's a lightsaber? Yes. And it's not whatever fucking magic Mandalorian armor that he wears. Like, it's, it, it would keep cutting. Well, okay, think about in episode one where they're... No, they're, I refuse. I know, but just work with me here. That's the one... That, I know you remember it. 
So when I hated that, by the way, even at the time when they were cutting that door, I hated that. Right, but they had to force their way through it to a certain extent. Like they, I didn't like that at all. Pressure on it. What did you not Mm -hmm. like about that? I didn't like that. It it took away the magic of the sword. It suddenly became like a heat thing, you know. Uh Like it was like a hot. It made the metal hot, and they had to really like. I I like it was this this magic sword that cut through everything. I don't like that. I I don't see. I don't agree with that. I like that. I like the idea of using it as a tool to do other things. Yeah, and that um, that's not my, not my Star Wars. There were certain elements of it that it would work for and not other. I like the limitations and the idea. Anyway, either way, they had to use force to push force. They had to use uh, force to push Strength. through it. Right. And so it's not as if it would have just gone through on its own without without sort of motivating it. But I, I would think it doesn't take much strength. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, her body weight, who knows, with the gravity or whatever, I did hitch on that. I noticed that. Um, yeah. I liked, here's, here's the element I liked. I liked those little uh, things that were bugging her. Those little like, creatures. Those, those little bug us. things. And they're like, yeah. hey, come over here. Not helping. And she was, she was a little, like, that was at least in the area of Star Wars things. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's Luke Skywalker getting annoyed by Yoda. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I don't think I don't I don't think actually I think part of the problem was you know for light and life was you know like all right whatever this is uh, it didn't look particularly Star Wars no it like didn't. the costume designs and everything again they <laughs> felt more like a like a like a B grade fantasy comic and I, I get that's two hundred years before we, the yeah. costumes we know but still it just it didn't have any iconography that really fit yeah. Star Wars other than the lightsabers and uh, yeah I think that's it. Um, I mean, this was fine. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think it was bad. I didn't dislike it. I I read it. It was okay. Um, the the art was fine. It wasn't like spectacular, but it did its job. It was, the storytelling was good. Um, the writing was fine. It was all fine. Yeah. Which is all my reaction to all these books. Whenever I'm made to read them, is it's fine. It's just not what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. I'll go watch Star Wars again. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think in order to rise above this kind of thing and make it stand out, it really, it really does have to. It's a very high bar. I think it just needs to be spectacular to do that. And so I think we hit that a couple of times. I think the the Doctor Afra books uh, and the, the 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 Darth Vader books that Kieran Gillen was working on uh, for a little while were really something special. Um, for me, when Star Wars is too shiny, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, well, like the Mandalorian's class. dirty. The Mandalorian's dirty. Nothing works. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars. Well, the great thing about Star Wars in the beginning was it was a different take on sci-fi. And again, I know it's not sci-fi, pure sci-fi, but you know the ships were broken down and dirty, bang and the on the dashboard, and its clothes up. were dirty, and it was just it was a it felt lived in and real as opposed to. And then the prequels were just so shiny, well, partially because the thing was real, but like it's just less interesting when everyone's in robes and it's shiny and the citadels and Form. give me give me like Tatooine. You know, that guy's armor's all dusty and dirty and dented and scratched. That you know, that's the Star Wars that I respond to. Mm-hmm. So this kind of Star Wars I don't respond to. It's partially why I don't care about the cartoons. Yeah. That's fine. This felt very much like watching the cartoons. I do think that we have reached a point in Star Wars though where like everybody's gonna get a little of the thing that they want. Well, no, that's that's the beauty of it. And that's yeah, what we talked about with The Last Jedi, is that I may not have liked it, but so a lot of people did, and that's great. And I think that and you, the- the idea that somebody, I mean, certainly we, are going to like anything that says Star Wars just because it says Star Wars is, is you know, 
that's not true. But maybe if you can find your corner of it and your flavor of it, you know, like, thank goodness for The Mandalorian. That probably saved Star Wars for me, mm-hmm. you know, in a, in a real way. Um, I, I'm not saying this book shouldn't exist. I'm, I'm glad it does, and I'm glad people enjoy, presumably enjoy it. I'd really, you know, it'd so. be interesting to hear, not for very long, but it'd be interesting to hear from somebody who, like, really likes this kind of thing, but, like, from a point of view of, like, to say what's really good about it for somebody that likes this genre. You know what I mean? Uh, again, not for very long. I don't want to hear a whole thing, but, you know, as opposed to, no, it's you Star Wars. <laughs> I know, well, you know, the, like, the, like, the element that I think they go on a lot is that people go, Star Wars is cool. Like, and that's all that anybody wants out of it, which is... It's not my way of going. Like, no, you still have to make it interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But, I, you know, but it, maybe if you do like this genre, you're like, no, it's pretty bland. I'd, I'd be curious um, about that. So comment on, on the show or, or in Discord or something like that. Let us know what you think. Or wherever. Wherever the many hundred places you, you now comment at us. Yeah, but I won't see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so ratings. on ratings. Star Wars, the High Republic ratings. Ratings out of five. Uh, 2.5, right down the middle. 2.75. Are you sticking with it? No. You're reading the Star Wars book? No, no, no. 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 All right. Nothing to grab onto. It, felt, it felt exactly the same as when I read the Wonder Woman book. Exactly the same. Patreon.com slash iFanboy. That's where you can go. You can join. Every patron can add a book to the rundown at no matter what level you're at. But if you're at the $5 or higher level, you get thanked on the show via patron powers live Josh, did you prepare over this? I assume over the break you had a notebook and you were just writing down furiously patron powers as you thought of them. Uh, basically, the 26th through the 29th were a fugue state of powers. <laughs> just like, just have like a my serial killer were, wall. My family were banging on the doors. And, and at the end, yeah, it was like, uh, you know, the the journals uh, that Kevin Spacey had in Seven? Right. Without just just uh, incomprehensibly small handwriting, just full of his Plums for fingers. Thoughts. No. Yeah. John Van Atta's power is that if he is presented with a question or a problem or a challenge that he is in no way prepared for, he instantly comes out with the perfect answer, uh, seemingly from within. I see. So, you so, know, he's in class, he's daydreaming. They mm-hmm. call on him, you know, talk to me about the Pythagorean theorem, and, and he'll, he'll just say it, not unlike Will Ferrell in the debate scene in old school. So he goes into a fugue state. Yeah, of exactly. He goes knowledge fugue state. I, is what I, I, honestly, I, I, no one said it yet, but I resent the notion that I thought of this because I didn't have something prepared for this. I resent it. <laughs> is is his name the fugue? It could be. Although that that seems to conjure another image. I think is that a dance? Like the fugue doesn't necessarily indicate productivity, right? Like like. Yeah, I'd have to think about what that is. All right. Michael Searless. Searless? Searles. Searles? Yes. Sears, Searless or Searles? It's so we are about to be a Sears-less society. <laughs> Searless. Not it's yet. eBay now, right? Um, Michael always has exact change. <laughs> so no matter what you need, he just has it. You You made me cool. think of my absolute favorite. Uh, Sarah and Live fake ad of all time. time. Of all time. If you need four quarters, two nickels, a dime, three pennies, he's got it. If you come in eating 52 cents and you want five dimes and two pennies from that, we can do that. We can make change. Do you remember who the guest host was that week? I don't, but I remember Michael Downey is the main guy in that. Uh, It was uh, Jim Downey. Jim Downey, I'm sorry. Let's look at Michael's name. Roseanne Barr 
was was on that show. She was in that she was in that sketch briefly. That's what we that, do. We make change. <laughs> it's the most brilliant thing they've ever done. <laughs> and anyway, this is derailing the conversation about Michael, who always has that change. So he, if he's at a store and the, the total is seven sixty-two, he's got that sixty-two cents right in his pocket. So does does Michael always pay with cash? Well, the thing is, he doesn't have the seven, but he does have the sixty-two. Oh. You know, so change that, only extends to the the decimal percentage yes. of a full dollar amount. It's it's yeah. it's not yeah. But if you go to Michael and you're like, hey, I've got this ten dollar bill. Can you give me fourteen dimes, twelve quarters, whatever? He'll he'll have that too. But not paper money. No, just just change. Okay. Further question. I I know that the show is long, but I, there's things I need to know. One is he yeah. just carrying an immense amount of coins at all time <laughs> whatever you need appears like, on his person. okay so it's it's not like like who's that man with the laden pants <laughs> jangling about behind me the giant cargo pants yeah that's jangling. what i'm seeing i yeah, hear no. i can hear it in my head okay because those you know the thing is a lot of change it'll pull your pants down <laughs> i remember that from my youth i remember that much um because <laughs> I didn't have, I didn't have bills a lot, and I'd have to find all the change I could so I could go buy comics or something like that. And for sure, yeah, I don't know. That, I, I'm guessing that doesn't happen anymore with kids, like who, who like I collected oh, no. all of this. You've done that, right? I collected yeah. all of this change to buy something and give it to an exasperated clerk. Oh, I, you, you know that big giant. We're, we're, we're off the rails. Yeah, first show of the year. Uh, you remember that? You know the giant gray binder of all the who's who's that we use, we, we do with a couple of mini yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought like four of those issues with change scrounged from my apartment. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I love this. I, I fought the first cut, like one or two with paper money, yeah. kids. And then I was like, oh, there's more. And I went back home and just like did a hard target search of the whole house, <laughs> did, digging up pennies and quarters and nickels. And yeah. I went back. There used to be a lot of change back. around. Yeah. And I remember going back and just dumping change on the counter, like for the three ninety nine or whatever it was for the... For the Huzu issue, the binder issue. That's, that's yeah, I totally did that. Uh, this next question is not any good compared to that Mount memory. But so, if somebody else needs change, so say that he's behind, he's behind somebody in line. They're at the Dunkin' Donuts, and the, the you know it, it comes to five thirty six, and he the the person only has five and a quarter. Is he showing up for that, or is this only for yeah. his own purchases? I mean, he, if he feels like the need to help, okay. then the change will appear. He's got as that need. seven cents. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got the change. <laughs> <laughs> he makes change. That's what he does. Oh, is that sketch online? I need to watch it right now. Yeah. I mean, right. Okay. Let's finish the show. All right. Well, we can take a break. Nope. All right. So we're gonna skip the audience question because it's we went long. But uh, p- contact at ifanboy is where you can write in to get your email on the show, and we thank those who do. Once again, we. Um, Put every email from last year in a folder marked bankruptcy 2020, and we move on. Clean slate. Clean, slate. Clean slate. So we we got a couple over January, over the break. We got you know a handful of emails, so we have some ready to go. But this is your time to cut through the chaff. Oh yeah, no. It, like if you email us like in like say August last year, there's like hundreds of emails that you're competing against. But right now you're competing against only a handful. So if you want to get in the show, or if you sent in an email last year and we didn't get to it, uh, this is your time. This is your time. This is your time to shine. However, is is important to note that not all emails are equal or good. No. No. That's fine. Some, I don't think you've ever listened to the show. Some, you know, it, it, it's a format. Figure it out. Become a person. Figure it out. Start a bit. 
Imagine, imagine that. Your email becomes the thing. It starts a bit. Rusty Auto Parts knows what I'm talking about. Exactly. So let's talk about plugs. So coming up, things coming up in January. Our next patron hangout, which is a feature the patrons get to use. We opened it up to everybody last year because of the pandemic. I realize the pandemic is still going on, but we're closing it back down to just the patrons again. It's a patron feature. It's a it's a it's a perk for the patrons. So until it's until our federal relief money comes through, <laughs> we can no longer. The monthly patron hangout is going back to patrons only, and the next one will be January sixteenth. That's Saturday. Uh, the the official hangout starts at six p.m. Pacific, nine p.m. Eastern, but the pre-show happy hour, which we're going to continue doing, starts at four p.m. Pacific, uh, seven p.m. Eastern. And so, come hang out with us if you're a patron. If you want to hang out with us, and you were doing it before, and you want to keep doing it, and you're not a patron, you can join join up at the minimum level. Any patron can hang out with us. So check it out, Patreon.com/slash/fanboy. Uh, I'm Josh Flanagan, and I owe you a talk explode in January. Uh, I've got a list. I'm thinking about it. I've not forgotten about it, like what happened in many months. Um, the, the, we had uh, we had Christopher Cantwell in December. It was supposed to be November, so that's why we're not skipping a month. But uh, I'm working on it. I'll see. I'll, we'll see who it is. Uh, it, I'll be as surprised as you. But but that is a thing. And in February, we're going to have our next book explode. That's our uh, graphic novel review show. That's the patrons unlocked. They also unlocked a talk explode, and we are going to do. Uh, the next book, the next patron book explode, no, I'm sorry, the next book explode book is Jack Kirby by Tom Scioli, which Josh and I both received for Christmas. So we're going to do that one. I haven't started reading yet. I'm going to start I reading it this it. week. I bought it before Christmas. Oh, I thought you got it for Christmas. No, no, I bought it. I gave it, I gave it to you and Ron. Oh, it was the other way around. Yeah. I thought Ron gave it to you and me. No, I bought it when I, as soon as I saw it, I bought it. Like, I was like, oh, right. we're getting that here. Um, yeah, The Epic Life of the King of Comics. It is uh, a little, pre- I didn't quite know what it was. It looks like uh, sort of a, a, a anime uh, Jack Kirby on the front, but it's yeah. actually, that does not, that belies the style that the book is it's in. It's almost a chibi Jack Kirby. Yeah, but it, the book doesn't feel like that at all. I, like, it's almost like. No, I looked through it. It's not at all like that. It looks like yeah. Tom Scioli's art. And it is. Um, it's it's done as an autobiography because I believe it uses his own words mm. uh, from interviews and stuff that were, were brought in over time. Uh, it's uh, you should get it. You should get it and then listen to the show, or just get it and don't listen to the show. But that's I'm telling you that much. And it's not in the script. I do want to mention that over the break we did an emergency Wonder Woman 1984 podcast. Me and Ryan Haupt and Ron Richards got together to talk about it. So that's on the feed behind this show. Um, we forgot that was coming out when we closed out the year, but we, it, we, we reconvened during the break and talked about it. So if you want to hear that show, it's on the feed behind this one. And get over to iFanboy.com. You can find all of our shows and our vast history of comic book writing from many talented writers over the years. You can go to Facebook.com slash iFanboy and follow at iFanboy on Twitter and at iFanboyComics on Instagram where you can find the pick of the week before the show comes out. Did you manage to find any panels this week at all? A couple. Okay. I, I think I yeah, found one. Um... It was like that. You can follow us individually. We're only on Instagram these days, uh, at C.S. Kilpatrick and at J.A. Flanagan. Uh, that that uh, naming format, completely coincidental, by the way. Um, <laughs> see, before we could get, like early on, we could get part of our names. Mm-hmm. And so it seemed like that was the way to go. Now you just have to be like, Flapjack Samurai 62. Like, that's what you have to be now. 
because you can't get your name anymore because it's, yeah. it's out of control. You can subscribe to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash iFanboy. Uh, and if you happen to be the user Flapjack Samurai 62 <laughs> that's awesome. amazing. Yeah. Uh, you can keep up to date on the old video show re-uploads. I really am loving the fact that they're there now because I will explain something. I had a co-worker, uh, Patrick, who, who listens, I don't know, regularly, but um, I was tell- he just moved to New York. And I was like, we did this show. Where we drove around New York and went to places. Uh, And uh, I was like, this would be really useful to you. But it was before we had uploaded it. So I was like, when I see it again, and I was able to give it to him. So that was nice. Uh, This past week, apparently, I reviewed uh, Wii 3 in an iFanboy Mini. That comic book made me cry. And it would do much worse now, I'm sure. We Mm -hmm. revisited Hellboy in time for Hellboy 2 which was a thing that I forgot existed. And we did the top five Batman stories that were not the Dark Knight Returns year one or Arkham Asylum. How did that hold up for you? Good. Still good stories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like uh, Death in the Family and uh, No Man's Land. Yeah. No Man's Land was amazing. Yeah. All right. So that's I, mean, I, I don't remember the full list, but that was those were both on there. That was uh, YouTube.com slash iFanboy. <laughs> subscribe I'm just trying to, to be fair I think they ended up being just my top five stories sure. so I think it was like some well, of the we had to we, we had to make a list we had to go to and so Ron wasn't going to be no good on that yeah yeah. like people were all pissed off that Long Halloween wasn't on there I don't really love Long Halloween no, it's fine either. I like it I like it it's okay but it's not one of the top, top five What's, there's a follow up uh, Dark Knight Dark something yeah wow that's a that's a dark, unique take on dark, it dark dark something dark victory dark I'm looking back behind me. Uh, I don't know. I don't see it. Dark or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I don't dislike it. It's not on the top five. I don't know why we're litigating this for, again eight, eight years later. <laughs> oh, it's because it's my turn. If you like the show, write a review or leave a star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Wherever fine podcasts are sold, as Matt Gorley likes to say. Um, even better than that, tell your friends, your mom, your kids, your letter carrier. We had a, we had a kid and father bond over the show over the break crazy which it, was it both was dark awesome victory, by the way dark victory it was awesome and also terrifying that the kid discovered the show on his own and then his dad had to be like i've been listening to the show longer than you've been alive pompster i believe yeah uh, would that be that that person's username maybe too young to listen but whatever I'm no, not i mean as a, i have a 10 year old son and first of all he would never ever <laughs> never ever never <laughs> ever but I thought, no, you shouldn't listen to that. But even if he did, like, I wouldn't even worry about it because he'd turn it off in moments. Like, I don't know what this shit. I don't know who these old people are. They're not doing Minecraft. Why, why am I listening to this? Not. They're not at all. The thing is, though, I was thinking about it as I said those words, but at, at that kid's age, 11, I was probably watching Eddie Murphy Raw. Oh, sure. No, I was. But this is a different world. <laughs> yeah no i no for sure because you you'd mentioned this is just going to go long. I'm sorry. We're having okay. I haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, uh, you were you mentioned King uh, Police Academy the other day. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. uh and, and you were saying that was one of your favorites and I was like, this that was absolutely my favorite thing and when I was I think this is a good media splow discussion. Is is Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like eight nine or whatever though. And I remember like what year yeah. did would, did two come out? Police Academy two five, eighty six. That would have made me nine. And I went to see it in the theater. And and you know the image like this. Listen, not here, appropriate. Here we are. No, the, at the very beginning, they're on the beach and there's a beach chase, and and there's two ladies who are laying on their stomachs and they stand up and there's boobies. And I was just like, this is the greatest movie ever. And I saw that in the theater. 1985. Yeah. So I was nine. No, eight. No. Yeah, eight. 
<laughs> yeah, you were eight. <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely saw Beverly Hills Cop uh, in the movie. You were just turned eight. You were Mark. It just came out in March. Yeah. Absolutely, like burned on my brain. Um, yeah, so whatever. Listen to the show. Who cares? And 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 oh, sorry, it's one more bit. There's one yeah, more yeah. bit. Speaking of sons, so mm-hmm. I had this conversation with my ten year old, um, who has never shown any God, bit of interest ten- in anything that I've. He's almost eleven. Um, oh my god! And and uh, I I was explaining like this podcast because he doesn't actually see the podcast. He doesn't know about it. I read my comics at night. I mean, there's comic books everywhere, but <laughs> it happens used completely to it. outside of its purview. Right, exactly. And I had said what, I, and I kind of explained. Like, well, it used to be my job. Like I did this for a while. We did these video shows or whatever. And he and he goes, so were you like kind of famous? <laughs> I was like, that's a very good way to describe it. I was vaguely. <laughs> In a little bit of a way among certain people, yes, a little bit well known. And 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 I, I will tell you, I think in that one moment he respect, For one second. He respected me a little bit more. <laughs> because he was able to say, Oh, like the YouTubers. And I was and I was you know, like, you know, like he didn't say it, but I could see that that we anyway, it was a it was a nice moment. What you should have said was I'm I was one of the original YouTubers. I, I know. I I didn't want to get into that whole thing because then because then, then you'd have to admit to being a YouTuber, which we're not. We technically we wouldn't have been possible. We didn't even put the show on YouTube for a while. Yeah, but YouTube didn't exist. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, Pre-tubers. Yeah, we, uh, that's us. Too early to take advantage. <laughs> so pioneer is like it's like we hacked out the trail, and then afterwards, Lewis and Clark were like, "This way, guys." We hacked out the trail, collapsed, and died. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of other people they stepped walked over, over our corpses and and founded San Francisco, and now their families are all fucking yeah. super rich. Yep, and we're dead on some trail. It's not even a <laughs> grave marker. A foot. <laughs> just but there was just we're a note alive, in the story so about how they stumbled for a second over something, and it was our bodies. Phantasmic asp- apparitions. That's us. There you go. We're back. <laughs> Uh, yeah. that's it all thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. You're Connor. I'm Josh. <laughs> I'm Connor, yeah. Stay safe out there, people. Like, I'm really. Honored. I'm very excited. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay.